Welcome to the Brandon Bloom Podcast, the place to be to learn how to grow your business's visibility online organically. I'm your host, Liz Fleming. Let's dive right into this new episode. Hey, hey, Bloomers. Welcome back to the Brandon Bloom Podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. I have my dear friend and colleague, Lisa Zimmerman of Oak and Oliver Candle Company with us today. I'm just so excited that we're finally doing this, Lisa. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) So she is a proud military spouse, mom to two adventurous Labradoodles and chief candlemaker behind Oak and Oliver Candle Company, like I mentioned. She's a career marketer with 10 years of experience in the Silicon Valley tech scene at top ad agencies, boutique consultancies, a Shark Tank startup, and currently a global software brand. A marketer by day, Lisa fell in love with candle making as a creative outlet in 2015. Today, she makes small batch soy candles out of her home in Whispering Pines, North Carolina. You got a lot on your plate, Lise. <laughs> I like to be busy. <laughs> <laughs> I like she's at this place and this place and that. And then you have this amazing candle company. And I would love for you to just tell us a bit more about that and how you got started. Yeah, so Oak and Oliver is really my baby. It's my baby business. Um, I started in the holiday season of 2015, where we were living in Colorado Springs at the time. Um, it was our first, my husband and I moved there first, our first PCS together. And um, I was trying to create holiday baskets um, that reflected kind of the local fair, um, as one does when they move to a new place. <laughs> Um, for my family and friends. And I wanted to add a local candle. And funny enough, I couldn't find a local candle. And so I decided to make one. And so when, when I set my mind to something, I, you know, I really go for it. And so I decided to try it myself. And um, I started making them out of wine bottles. So I would take a wine bottle and actually cut it with, um, well, first it was the the etching, and then it, it was a. I would not <laughs> recommend that. There's lots of blood and shards of glass. Oh. Um, but anyway, so it turns out my family and friends absolutely loved the candles, and I was just flabbergasted, blown away. Um, and so they kept asking for more. And the following spring, I was invited to do um, a pop up shop at my local neighborhood community center, and I just remember being so nervous. I kept telling my husband, "I'm like." nobody's going to buy something that I made. Like, that's just ridiculous. And they did. And it was only a couple, but I just remember being so blown away that somebody would spend their hard-earned money on something that I created out of nothing. And so I just kind of um, fell into this passion and developed this passion for candle making. You know, I was just seriously so humbled um, that people, you know, continued to be interested in this, this little passion project of mine. And so Um, you know, my husband was gone a lot. And so I would work during the day and in the evenings, you know, I'd hang out with my puppy, Oliver, which is where (laughs) part half of the name comes from. And then Oak came from, um, you know, kind of paid homage to the barrels where wine comes from, which I started using the bottles. Ah. So that's how I got the name. And, um, you know, in 2016, we moved to North Carolina and I just met all of these really incredible military spouse entrepreneurs in Moore County. Mm-hmm. And um, they just kind of took me under their wing and I got my first wholesale account and I just started building. And now I love to say that, you know, I'm Moore County's resident candle lady and it you is are. just the best feeling. I've got like 30 of your candles, woman, I can't <laughs> stop. And I just, it's incredible. And I love bringing business owners like you on because 
it's been what, five years and look at the growth. I mean, just from you taking this leap, you know, like candles weren't like this amazing passion that you had that you knew all about. It was something that you saw a need for and you wanted to experiment and explore yourself. And I find that so inspiring. I mean, I wouldn't even know where to start. Like, how did you, how did you know where to start? Were you just like, <laughs> like, cause now I know like you buy the big bags of like wax, right? Like the, oh yeah. yeah oh my I'm God. 50 like, pound boxes. Yeah. That's what people always, um, well, my UPS man is always like, do you sell candles? And I'm like, no, I make them. Nope. <laughs> like, what do you mean? I just melt um, wax in my house for fun. <laughs> No, I mean, it's a lot of testing and it was a lot of research and just, I got really interested in the different materials and that's one of those things. So I figured if I'm going to make something, I want it to be the highest quality material that I can. And, you know, I learned so much about paraffin wax versus soy wax. And there's all these chemicals that are in paraffin wax and different fragrance oils that are really harmful for your home and your body. And, and, you know, when you're buying candles at let's say Hobby Lobby or wherever, it's actually toxic for Mm -hmm. your family. And um, so what I wanted to try and do is create something that was not only, you know, smelled great, but was good for you and your home. Yeah. I love that. And harmful for your pups too, which is like a huge deal for me. I'm like, (laughs) when I was in my early twenties, like bath and body was my joint, you know, and I would like these crazy sales. It's like buy five and their candles are massive. 11 free. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm like wondering why I'm sneezing all the time. And Mm -hmm. like, I didn't even think about, you know, my dog, like how it could harm them. It's just so interesting. And I, you know, as I've grown up, I found that I would totally invest in makers and their products if they're of quality. Like I've learned mm-hmm. how to look into that stuff. And I just find it so interesting that you made that your your top priority because a lot of people just don't even think twice about that stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and that's something that even today I know I can do a much better job, and that's actually on my list of things to do. <laughs> um, but educating people about you know the benefits of the materials that I use, or at least just the materials that are out there. So what they are buying, um, you know, they can be educated consumers. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think some of the the feedback I get um, most recently is you know oh after I burned your candles I got such a headache going back to a target candle you know mm-hmm. um, and there's a reason for that yeah and you use um like essential oils right with the soy no well so oh, the I oils are actually infused with essential oils so essential oh. oils aren't meant to just be you know lit on fire and burn okay. <laughs> and so the fragrance oils that I buy are all clean scents so they're paraffin free chemical free toxin free um, but they are infused with those essential oils gotcha okay yeah listen to her I have no idea what I think I know no, no it's funny because <laughs> when I started out my mom was convinced that I could make candles with essential oils and so I tried it but they actually don't burn um, the scent doesn't throw when you burn it so I've tried it yeah 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 That's so interesting. And I know, so you were mentioning once you moved to North Carolina, you started learning the ropes with wholesale, like you're in a ton of stores locally in our town. That's a huge accomplishment. So that was just a matter of, you know, networking and meeting people and just making the ask, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I started with one store and, you know, I think first of all, it's all about relationships and, you know, meeting the different people and learning, you know, what their gaps are in their product lines. But then I think it's also about you know, proving that you have a really good product. And when people start asking for it, you know, then, then store owners are going to be more likely to want to bring you in. But I think the other cool thing that 
I'm, I'm pretty strict about, and I try and do is I, I try to curate different collections for each store. And so, you know, we, we live in a community where there's three or four kind of towns put together. Um, and so I actually won't do the same sense in stores that are near each other. And so I make sure that, you know, if somebody's walking down the street and my candles are in three stores on the same street, they will not find overlap. You know, it's not in the same place. So each store owner kind of gets to curate their own collection and in some case, create their own signature candle. I'll work with store owners to do that, which is really fun. So um, I think it's kind of cool because for them, they feel a really nice sense of ownership too, that this is something that it's a collaboration. It's not just, you know, them buying my product to sell. Yeah. And it's you just being a good human and a thoughtful partner, you know, that's a great perk. I I would love that kind of exclusivity if that was my store and, you know, what sets my boutique apart from the the one next to me that has the same candles. Mm -hmm. So that's Mm -hmm. so interesting. That's definitely something you want to think about in your businesses, guys. And what's even more interesting is you know, we talk, we're friends. So I kind of know how this year has gone for you, but <laughs> when it comes to the pandemic, I mean, that transition must've been really eye-opening given you sell a physical product and you rely on those wholesale accounts to move that product. But I know that you also have an Etsy store and a website. So how have you really pivoted throughout this pandemic in a way that you're maintaining those relationships you worked so hard to create and you know, just being realistic about our reality. Yeah. So I think I've done quite a few things. Um, I was trying to think of how to outline these. So I've got five, five different examples. And so one of the first examples actually does have to deal with my, my community, my people um, of wholesalers and business friends. So back in, um, I would say, September through April, um, I had some time off from my day job and I was really focusing on my business. I was doing some pop-ups and um, would go up to Raleigh, Durham and, and check out some markets up there. And I saw a gap in Moore County where, you know, we have all these millennial women who are looking for something to do, but there was no cool swanky markets like there were in, Mm -hmm. you know, I want to say with quote the big city because that sounds, (laughs) you know, it is what it is. Yeah. But um so I said, okay, I'll just make one. And so I set up a market and I got vendors. I rented a space. I figured out insurance. You know, I had a license to serve wine. There's like all these things that I figured out how to do. And, and people were so excited about it because something like that hadn't been created in our town. And I kid you not, it was less than seven days. I think it was actually five or six days before the actual market. Um, North Carolina shut down and mm-hmm. it was officially, you know, declared a global pandemic. And I was just watching my friends you know, just like the life suck out of them because they were so worried about what, what was going to happen to their business. And, um, you know, I just felt such a responsibility after a couple months had gone by and we were marketing this and, you know, basically they were planning their revenue and, you know, their inventory around this whole market. And so um, in, I think it was about 48 hours, I turned the physical market into a virtual market. It was... <laughs> incredible you guys I just this day I'm like we need to look into this a bit more (laughs) that is brilliant so I mean you know basically took everything like I tried to recreate the experience online because people you know during this craziness they wanted some sense of normalcy and 
and and also on the flip side, um, you know, the retailers needed to to sell things and to pay their bills, um, and so that was one of the things that um, that I did. And I ended up running two markets until um, two virtual markets over a couple months until retailers were able to kind of start doing curbside and all the other things um, that kind of led us to where we are today um, in phase. What are we in? Two point five. <laughs> oh, that was like two know. and a three and a four. And now it's a two. Yeah. And who knows? Yeah, so that was one thing. Um, another thing is, so I, even since I started this business, I mean, I've been obsessively focused on the customer. You know, my first customer were my family and friends, and I just wanted everything to be perfect for them. And I feel that same way today. And so when when COVID hit and we were all feeling really confused and frustrated, um, you know, one of the, and, and also homeschooling, like I saw all my friends with kids starting to homeschool and our lives were just turned upside down. And I was trying to think, so how can my candles and these scents really help people in their homes? You know, we're spending more time in our houses. So I started focusing on and doing more research on the benefits of scent. And I always knew that, you know, specific scents um, could help certain things, but for example, citrus, um, helps promote, you know, that, that energizing feeling, um, mm. lavender helps recharge. You can boost productivity with rosemary. And so just starting to identify some of those things and then create specific scents to help, um, help create some of those feelings, those moods, um, really resonated with my customers. You know, I had people say, Oh, I, we light our candle every day when we start homeschooling and that's, you know, they know when the candles Aww. out, you know, it's, it's time to take a break. Um, and so that was one of the things, another thing was local delivery, you know, um, it's hard to drive all around, but, you know, I had to think that my customers are not only, you know, stuck at home, but they're with their kids and they're trying to do work too. And, and it just made me feel really, um, fulfilled that, I could help them in some way, even if I had to go out of my own way, you know, to help them. And mm -hmm. so, um, you know, I did that same thing with flat rate shipping. Um, shipping candles is expensive. It's glass. Yeah. You have to pack it, you know. Heavy. <laughs> yeah, it's heavy. But um, doing a flat rate shipping, I'm just like, how can I continue to provide, um, you know, make it easier for people to get these candles that they like in their homes? Um, and the last thing is... Um, it's now been three months ago, I started subscription boxes. So the biggest yes. piece of feedback I got with my candles, whether it be markets or online or on social media was, I can't choose, like, I can't select, you have too many good sounding scents. And you know, when you're not physically there to smell and pick one out, it's, it's overwhelming. And that's one of the things that we're all feeling during COVID is overwhelmed. And so I sat down and I was trying to think, how can I help, um, help that feeling of overwhelm, um, you know, selecting all these different scents, but still give people an option to purchase. And so I created two different levels of subscription boxes named after my dogs, Leo <laughs> and Oliver. And so Leo's a smaller dog, so he's a smaller box. So it's two candles and a spray and Oliver's is a little bit bigger. And so um, I curate them based on the season. And this month is a little bit different. I tried to includes more Zen sense of the election and everything. Lord but knows we need that. I know it's just been really fun. Um, it's just like a game and a puzzle trying to, you know, make sure that I'm serving my customers and 
giving them something that they want, but also allowing myself to play and be really creative with this sense. Yeah, I, I'm just fascinated. And that's the whole reason why I wanted to have you on. You are a powerhouse. And I'm just amazed at how you took the last seven or eight months and you just pivoted constantly. Like you, you stayed flexible, you know, but you kept your customers number one. Like I wish I was taking a tally of how many times you just said the word help. You know, like you genuinely care about your people. And that is when you become a successful business owner. And you guys, if you take anything out of this conversation, it's just to get out of your comfort zone and keep your customers number one. Like think of those things that would make their life easier and bring them, you know, just a bit more excitement. Like things that are so minimal, like the free shipping, the flat rate shipping or the local delivery, like Mm -hmm. that's incredible. And then you're speaking to their not just their need, but like their actual emotions and their feelings. When you were talking about the sense that match the moods and the homeschooling example you gave, like that mm-hmm. is so incredibly thoughtful and out of the box, <laughs> if you will, out of the subscription box. And <laughs> it only continues to evolve. And it's just, it's so interesting because we still don't know what's going to happen. Like this thing isn't really going to slow down for, I think, a couple of years. So you putting in the work now over these last several months is setting you up for so much success over the next few years. Like you're not going to have to reinvent the wheel here over and over. Like you've already pivoted a few times and you are meeting your customers where they are. And you know, I know we've talked, but the next step on this road for you is I was telling you, we have to like package your knowledge in some way about this virtual market. Like (laughs) that is just brilliant. I'm like, do you want to create a course with me? Because we're going to make this happen. So 2021, you guys keep an eye out. Lisa and I are going to put our brains together and try and teach you all of that jazz because it is, I mean, she put it together in two days. Like are you joking? Like she had a website, she had graphics, she had a logo. I I didn't sleep. (laughs) I know it was, I was blown away and people were so into it, you know, and that is something that, especially for brick and mortar stores or those with physical products are going to want to explore. I mean, the overhead for something like that, like it's not that much money, right? No, it's just time. Yeah. Yeah. It's just time. And the way you positioned the virtual market was it works so well. Cause you had that scarcity factor. It was like an open and closed thing. It's not this, this whole big virtual market that's open for the entire year. It comes mm-hmm. in waves based on the need and the partners that you have. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the thing about that too, is, you know, we created, we tried to do our best to create the magic, you know, that feeling of going to a market and, you know, just, just have that whole, um, I mean, there's excitement, there's energy and try to bring that online. Yeah. And what I loved is that you, you didn't try and involve everyone at first. Like you weren't panic, like partnerships. I need partnerships. You were very selective and again, thoughtful about how you chose to collaborate. And I think that minimalism is why it worked so well that first time like people didn't feel overwhelmed by it because it was this whole new thing and that's sometimes when I try new things that's my biggest fear I'm like no one's gonna know what the hell I'm talking about or like what this is (laughs) but it was just it was so simple the concept and it was really unique how you got all of the participants to 
participate and support one another. You know, it, it can be a real toss up when it comes to stuff like that. Someone may want to steal the spotlight or, you know, some might do more than others. And it, it was really a good balance. Yeah, I think there was something that really incredible that happened when the world shut down and everybody um, just kind of took a step back and realized that it's not about you or about me. It's about us together. And if one of us fails, we all fail. And that was mm -hmm. really my mentality with that is how can we just lift each other up and do everything we can to like stay afloat together, you know? Yeah. And I think trying to create something that just like I try and do in my business, I try to create something that I would want to buy, you know, mm -hmm. just like the market, I tried to create something that I would want to shop at, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think just kind of keeping that in mind, is just, th th that's how you find success totally. with your people, not everybody. Cause you also have to realize that you right. can't be everything to everybody, which is. <laughs> ah. <hard>. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is. But the beauty of you know, it's kind of this weird blessing in disguise of 2020 is like all this new stuff we've discovered about ourselves and our businesses that have positioned us in a way, especially you as a product maker, you know, with you sell candles as gifts, like the, the holidays are like a, a high time. Like that's a, that's a good time to sell candles and you're coming into winter also a good time to sell candles. But the beauty of you experimenting and going virtual is that, you know, you don't have to rely on the busy season to be your most profitable time of year. Like you have more control over your profits in this way by being in more places online and catering to the exact needs of your customers. And I commend you. It's awesome. <laughs> well, thank you. And I think it was just, it was so much learning because, you know, I'd never thought about doing these. Well, I'd kind of thought about doing these subscription boxes, but COVID really forced me to figure that out. Mm -hmm. And now for the holidays, you know, I'm realizing that people want when they're, you know, a candle is a wonderful gift, but if you can get a candle and a room spray and they both coordinate together or, you know, a set of candles that works for different um, areas in your home, just that thoughtful gift giving, Mm -hmm. um, especially this season, that's what people want and they need, you know? Yeah. I, um, I love that you have in your Etsy store, like different categories for the <laughs> scents, because for someone like me who, I mean, I know that I like pine and I know that I like apple. Like I'm, I'm basic. Like I like the common sense, but you have so many different combinations and the categories and how you've laid out your whole Etsy shop really helped me as a consumer to make that decision. Like I knew, I think it was for Mother's Day or um, my mom's birthday. I forget which one. Yeah, I remember that. Remember yeah. that? I was mm -hmm. like, I need the perfect candle. This poor woman like can't go on her beach vacation. And you just pointed me in the direction to like the citrus and the coconut. And that was perfect. And she still raves about that candle to this day. So it's so interesting how you being a thoughtful business owner has made me a more thoughtful consumer. Like I've, I've just feel like I can like have more creative gift giving ideas because you so put me in that mindset. Yeah. It's funny you say that because I have this vision of, um, that's one of my favorite things to do at markets is when people smell and don't know what they want. Or if somebody messages me online and say, Hey, I need a candle for whatever. Um, I try and think of it like a choose your own adventure, choose your own cocktail kind of thing. And I really need to create one of those <laughs> because like 99% of the time when people tell me, you know, a couple different criteria, I can point them in a direction of, you know, unique scent that they might not have thought that they like, but 
um, almost all the time that they're happy, which is awesome. And I want to be able to empower people to do that themselves, like you did to pick your gift for your mom. Yeah, exactly. And it's tricky with something like candles, like selling them online, people can just pick them up and smell them. So it's so important that you have that as a resource, like you were there mm-hmm. as a resource. If people have questions, they can DM you, they could email you, you'll hop on the phone, like you're totally invested in what you're doing. And it's, it's fantastic. It's, you're setting a great example for everyone else out there who may be struggling. <laughs> so it's been, it's been a really, it's been amazing to see how you've been growing and scaling your business. So I hope that this episode is giving all of you a bunch of really great ideas. So on that note, before we head out, what is a good like piece of advice that you would give to other aspiring entrepreneurs who are out there who either may or may not be struggling, but just looking for some motivation? Yeah. So if you haven't gotten it already, um, <laughs> listen to your people. Yes. Um, I think that's one thing that I try to do, you know, and, and I learned that the more I do, the better it works out for everybody, you know? Um, and the other thing is I, I'm very, I oftentimes get nervous if something's not a hundred percent of the way there, or, you know, I'm not confident that it's perfect. And I think what I've learned is don't wait for perfection, you know, try Mm. different things and learn what works for you and your customer. And don't be afraid to not have it all figured out. Um, You know, you will get there and you'll probably learn more things along the way than if you made it safe or played it safe. Yeah. I mean, just look back to five years ago when you first got that idea because you were the person who had the need and you made it yourself. That is just incredible. So I always at the end like to ask, like, what motivates you in life and business? Like, what is the the one, if you could pick one thing, what would it be? Uh, Well, I'll say what motivates me right now is, is the women around me, you know, you, Mm -hmm. the other women in this town, my business owner friends that are just, you know, the creativity and the scrappiness and the ingenuity is just insanely inspiring, you know, and continues to make me want to push harder and, and, and think harder and try and serve my people better. But I think what keeps me going is my customers. And that's why I started. And, you know, I just, it, to this day, whether people, you know, I'm making custom candles for bridal parties or, you know, gifts, or if somebody's like, you know, I'm going through a hard time and I love to light your candle or whatever it is, just hearing that my candles are having any effect on somebody's life or, you know, the the biggest uh, celebration moments or the smallest and most mundane moments. It's just really humbling. Yeah. That's funny because I I always ask that question at the end of the podcast and everyone has the same answer and it's the right answer. Like your people should be what motivates you. If you're the one that's doing it for yourself, you're not really going to see much progress, you know, like stuff is only new and shiny for so long. And then Mm -hmm. you reach a point where it, you won't have a business without the people supporting it. So you're just a prime example of that. Now, before you go, you have an awesome little gift for Brandon Bloom listeners. Do you want to tell us about that? Yeah. So I started making room sprays last year, the year before, and that's another one of those things that people were asking for. And so I want to share that new product with, um, with you guys and with people. So if you hop on over to my website, to my Etsy page, um, any orders over $50 with Liz's code bloom, um, (laughs) through the end of the year, I'm going to add in a room spray. So 
and that's a $14 value and they are awesome. Yeah. I have the lavender one and I'm, I need to like slow my roll with it. <laughs> like it's just One of my favorite stories with the room sprays is one of my girlfriends is actually having a baby and she brought, I have an Earl Grey and lavender room spray into the hospital with her. And so oh. she actually had nurses coming in to hang out in her room and give her more attention because it smelled so good. Oh, that's and so brilliant. I was like, okay, so, so I know I'm doing something right. I like helped my friend in her birthing experience yes. in an indirect way. So that was an awesome. She probably needed a gallon of that. If she's oh my God, I can't, <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> what a brilliant idea. Another, another thoughtful business owner idea. Lisa, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your story with us. Bloomers who are listening, I hope this inspires you and your business in a ton of new ways. Always know that you have so many opportunities out there to grow and just succeed in life and in business. Like take those risks. Lisa is a prime example of someone who was fearless and just went for it, you know? I'm a huge advocate for that massive imperfect action. It's the only way that you can grow in life. So Lisa, thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you for, I mean, I listen to this every week. I'm an <laughs> oh, avid consumer of this podcast. You're the best. I'm so proud of you. I know. I'm so glad we could connect. It's, um, I guess we didn't mention that Lisa and I also started a, um, <laughs> what is it? <laughs> a networking community um, for women throughout our towns. And Unfortunately, with COVID, we haven't been able to meet up once a month with our gals. So it's totally thrown a wrench in things, but we've kept in touch and it's just been great. So we'll see what we can do virtually with small town too in the new year. Maybe there's something Absolutely. there as if, as if we both need more things to do. <laughs> Let's just keep just going. Add it to the list, my friend. <laughs> All right, Lisa, thank you so much. And bloomers go out there and bloom boldly wherever you're planted. And remember you've got this and I've got you. Did that go by too fast? No worries. You can always find me over at elizabethfleming.com. That's E-L-I-S-A-B-E-T-H-F-L-E-M-I-N-G.com for more information about my programs and how to take your learning further with me. There's also a free marketing checklist that you can get your hands on right now if you'd like. So head over to elizabethfleming.com for more. And if you loved this episode, I would love it if you left a review in return. It helps so much. So tell your friends about it. If you want to share it on social, the official show hashtag is Brandon Bloom Pod. And you can also tag me everywhere. I'm at Ms. Liz Fleming. That's M-S-L-I-Z-F-L-E-M-I-N-G. Everywhere on social media. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you next time.